prevents you from living life full out. morning, everyone. You heard the chit-chat because we're having a ball here. We're live from New York City, aren't we? Yes. Go ahead. (laughs) Yes, baby. New York City. (laughs) Yes, baby. Yeah, you know, this is me. I'm out here. And yes, within a three-day period, I have my New York accent back. That's absolutely correct. Uh, You know, thank you all for listening today. This is the show we've been mentioning to you. This is the show um, that, you know, with uh, my friends, uh, Leah Friedman and a bunch of people, uh, you know, at Bridge. We have been planning. Those of you that have heard us talk about, um, you know, detoxification, and we've talked to Dr. Harry Wong, a lot of you familiar with that show. Uh, today we are fr- live from New York City, one of my favorite places down here on Fulton Street, eh? You know, uh, you know, we stopped at the deli across the street, got something to eat before we came up. Right across the street there, where you can, you know, load up your plate and, you know, three ninety nine. Oh, you can eat buffet. Oh, you can eat for two ninety nine yeah. after three o'clock or something. Because I know about that. Do you know about that? <laughs> yes. Now we are here with a very, very touching story and a victory story, and that's what my show is about. It's, you know, each and every person that I know that I've run into in my life has had some obstacle that they've overcome, and they have, you know, and have broken through to the life that they want. They want the life that is just like everybody dreams about, an awesome life. And we're here with several individuals, and we will be hearing on the, this is amazing, this technology. Three of us here, you know, we've got these head things on. You've got a mic, and we've got Joe going to call in the studio. How many? 27,000, 2,700 miles away. And we're all going to be connected to this amazing conversation. It's amazing. Yes, Isn't that it is. something? Yes, it is. Now, uh, let me just say, we're going to start out with a brief introduction. And there's this question that I ask everybody. And the question is this. I'll tell you the question in advance because you know the question in advance. It's, you know, what obstacles have you overcome to, to get to this very moment? And the question came from one of my listeners who says, like, I'm way too happy. You know, have you ever had a dark moment? <laughs> <laughs> grew up in the Bronx. That's right. That's <laughs> I've had a few moments. But before we do that, why don't we take a second and tell the folks who you are and one or two sentences of how you got to be in this on this radio show today and in this detox center. I'm Anne-Marie Principe, a downtown business owner. And September 11th, I was at my company, which was located a couple blocks from the towers. And... Um, and through a very long and difficult process, I came to be associated with the detox program here in New York. And we'll talk about that. Yes, we will. Thank you for joining the show today. Thank you for having us. And Hi, I'm April McNeil. I um, came to be by... I, I'm, uh, <coughs> I work in the city, New York City, and I was interested in a program by the name of Narconon where we help people to get off of drugs without using drugs. And... In my studies, I came across um, Downtown Medical Detox, and we use the same approach that you use to take people off of um, narcotics and other drugs as we do to get rid of toxins, and that's how I came into this program. My name is Sebastian Responti. I'm a New York City firefighter. I was uh, on September 11th working uh, during the uh, collapse and the attack on our country. Uh, I remained there for 59 days subsequent, and... uh, I suffered some physical and mental ailments due to my toxic exposure, and that's how. And uh, from that, I was lucky enough to uh, be directed towards the downtown medical project. Mm-hmm. 
detoxification oh, project. And I'll get into that more later, I guess. Wonderful. You love that. This is, uh, thank you all for joining the show. We're going to be joined in, I think, a few minutes, momentarily, um, on, on another line uh, by Joe Higgins, Joseph right? We Higgins, all know yes. Joseph? Yes. 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 Joseph, uh, should I call him Joseph? No, Joe. no, don't call, call him, him Joseph. Okay. <laughs> I call him Joe. Joe. He's, uh, Joe. He's, one, he's a remarkable human being. He, uh, unfortunately, he lost his brother uh, during the attack, who was... Uh, an unbelievable firefighter taught many of us uh, our skills. Joe trained over 4,500 of the uh, current employees at the fire department. Um, he was down there uh, at first trying to rescue his brother, realizing that that was no longer an option, then began uh, the quest of finding him during the recovery uh, time. And uh, Joe actually was the worst case medical, pardon me, the worst medical case in the fire department, and uh, his quality of life had shot way downhill, and uh, luckily we were able to get him down here into the program, and he's feeling fantastic now. Yeah. I have something uh, I want to read uh, about that, uh, and, of course, I get the sense Joe's going to come on and tell us all about it, too, right? Yes, he is. Yes. <laughs> and it, it, this is from Joe. On September 11th, my life, as well as every other American's changed. I have been firefighting for over 19 years in New York City. On that horrible day, I lost many of my friends, as well as my brother Tim, a firefighter, who was killed in the collapse. I spent the first many weeks digging at Ground Zero for my brother Tim and many other victims. We were all exposed to massive amounts of toxic smoke and dust. And what's interesting for me, as I sit here today, knowing that I was coming here to do this, um, and you know, some of you will get to hear uh, some of the comments made by uh, other folks that are here that uh, shared their thoughts. Uh, on my little digital recorder but one of the things for sure if you have watched any television over the weekend and you know as a matter of fact I don't know how you can turn the TV on without not getting it and having that the, that you know 9-11 replay you must have seen the incredible amount of stuff that was there at that time and then in the air and we know about air and so what we have today is we have the stories of individuals that experienced what that was like uh, personally, the events of that day, and then everything thereafter, everything that followed, you know, emotionally as well as health-wise. And so, you know, Joe, whenever you're there, you know, uh, Eric, just bring Joe right in as soon as he calls in. That would be great. Okay, great. Uh, Dr. Pat, we do have Joe on the line, so. Why don't we put him in? Let's bring him up. Hi, Joe. Hey, what's up, folks? Everybody. Hey, Hey, Joe. What's up, Joe? Hi, Joe. Sebi Emery and Doc McNeil. Hey. What's up, Joe? What's up, my my good team? Yes. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us here today. This is Pat. Um, hey, Pat. You know, we're we're kind of just talking about you know introducing ourselves, who we are, said a little bit about you, and you know, there's a question I ask everybody that comes on this show. You know, it doesn't matter if you're you know Sister Kathy or you know you're Pat Patty Britton, the sex coach. Everybody gets the same question, <laughs> uh, and the question is, you know, uh, what are some of the obstacles you all have had to overcome to bring you to this very moment? Uh, physically and mentally, personally. You me. Uh, you I'm Sebastian. I'm a firefighter here in New York City. <laughs> uh, is Joe speak? I'm sorry. Joe, you gonna go? Oh, Joe's gone. 
you know, hey, Sebby, what's up, brother? Uh, hey, brother, you know, what's up? Uh, hey, Joe, how are you? Joe, I'm, I'm, I don't have headphones on, but I wanted to say hello to you. Who loves you, fella? You know, uh, you can't list all of things we went through. We, we wouldn't have a, a, a pad long enough to write down each one, you know? Uh, yeah, besides, I get it. Uh, mental and physical and emotional uh, days and nights and weeks and months and, you know, your health deteriorating. It's kind of a drag when you're in good health, you know? Well, it's a, it's a drag, you know, in the worst kind of way, right? I mean, from what I understand, you all didn't really get a sense of what was going on, did you? Yeah, we knew it was going on. We absolutely knew it was going on down at uh, the World Trade Center. You know, we knew it was bad the very first second it happened. We knew it was going to be bad for us. But, you know, that's what we do for a living, you know. Uh, I always say this. If I was working on 910 uh, or 9-12, uh, these guys would have been digging for us, you know. It, it, you know, it's, we were there. We were going to do what we were going to do. We knew we were going to be the most exposed, and we knew we probably would come down with maybe clusters of cancers. We discussed it while we were digging people out. The fact is we didn't think we were going to start getting sick so fast. You know, mm. and uh, firemen are getting bombarded with being sick and not feeling well because they're carcinogen takers for a living prior to even going to the World Trade Center. So that's why they're on top of all of this right now with the sickness. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, this, these, this group of folks really have made a difference in bringing people's quality of life back. And, uh, you know, I'm a big advocate for this program because they absolutely gave me my quality of life back when I was prepared to, you know, uh, live the rest of my life on, on medications, maybe have a short lifespan and still feel like I was better off than the guys I was digging out. But you know what? I don't have to feel that way anymore because I feel good. And, you know, I'm obligated to make sure these brothers and sisters out there know that this, this, situation exists you want to get a different opinion here's an opinion that's working it's a 90 percent success rate and it's it's holistic and you don't have to be on side effects from drugs i can't say enough about it mm -hmm. you know uh i mean and, and the record speaks for itself all the folks that are coming down are getting great benefits from this program and not one i haven't spoken to one person that's done the program that it did not help some more than others but some tremendously Amazing stories. You, you, I'm just one. I'm just one story. Joe, Joe was the worst case um, medical condition of fire department. And like I said earlier, he trained over 4,500 of the firefighters that are mm -hmm. currently on the job now. And uh, you know, uh, to, to, to see Joe's before and after picture is, is, I know you can't show the folks on the radio. It's just unbelievable. Mm -hmm. I'm in the gym uh, right now. You know what I mean? I, live, <laughs> I, I, I have things back that I didn't think I'd ever have back, and I'm even better than I was before. So how can I not let folks know that this program exists? And then, and then the stonewall we get from people that think it's a religious thing, and it's, it's all foolish and ridiculous, and it's all political, and it's all nonsense. The fact is, is that we're helping people and we're having a success rate better than the other people that are trying to help folks. And we're not bashing the medical experts. We're not bashing those other folks. We should be in a, a collaborated effort with, with uh, you know, uh, other programs, you know, whether it be the medical office or whether it be the counseling unit. This thing is an umbrella that covers all of that, you know, and it, it, it does it all for you. And I, I don't think those other programs shouldn't exist, but why in God's name, if they're not working well for a person, do you not recommend them to a, a program that has high success rate? It's just pure well, bias why we're not getting uh, funding and things we need to help folks. And there's uh, at least 50,000 sick, probably more. Well, Joe's hitting it right on the head. And, 
you know, Joe, Amory, and myself, we've been lobbying for the program because of our successes um, with senators and philanthropists. And uh, we, we get privy to major toxicologists um, during during testimonials and meetings. And um, one thing that was brought up that, that Joe had, had touched on, we asked the regular physicians, well, you know, what kind of training do you guys get in medical school as far as chemical or toxic exposure? And most of the physicians say none. <laughs> Yeah. So it's not something that they're aware right. of unless right. you become a toxicologist. And uh, well, the, the methods may uh, seem yeah, yeah, simple yeah. and holistic, and they, but they, uh, they are, uh, there's a lot of complicated, good functions going on to rid ourselves of, 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 of the toxins. Now let me say what, I'm, what we're talking about here because, you know, for my listeners, you know, not only have we talked about this, uh, the book, and you've heard from Dr. Wong, this is L. Ron Hubbard's book, uh, Clear Body, Clear Mind. We're opening up the phone lines, and you know that when we open up the phone lines and you go in and you call and you ask folks for questions, you're going to get a copy of the book because we got a lot of copies of this book. Um, and so that's what we're going to do. And we have someone there, Annette's on the phone line for questions. And, uh, Eric, why don't we just crank it open now, see what we get. All right. Well, if you want to give us a call, you can at 425-373-5527. That's 425-373-5527. Or our toll-free hotline here in western Washington is 888-298-5569. That's 888-298-KKNW. All right, Anne-Marie, you're on. Tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about you. Okay. Um, I had a business downtown September 11th. I was in the street when the towers came down, so I was exposed to smoke and dust. I came back in the day after. I immediately was sick. Um, I had smoke inhalation. I didn't feel well, but it was my company. And, um, and like the firemen, I had a job to do. I had a company to run. I had employees I was responsible to. So I came back in. Um, it, everything was constantly covered with dust. Mm. They would wash our buildings down. They would wash our cars down. And as far as we were concerned, we were given um, paper masks for about a week. And they would hose our paper, feet. Paper? Paper? What? Paper, paper masks. Paper masks. Paper masks okay. to cover our mouths. I just want to make with. sure I understood that. And, um, but hose our feet down, but nothing else, mm-hmm. because they didn't want us to track dust uptown. Mm. Um, and, you know, in addition to having the fire still burning for many months, people don't realize that the fire was not put out that day. The smoke didn't stop that day. It continued for months. And for those of us who went back into... Um, the firemen went back into the pile. Um, the residents and the business owners went back into the neighborhood. Um, we were in a war zone. It was dust and smoke and ash constantly. And I think all of us knew that it probably wasn't safe. But this is your country. This is your city. This is your business. You don't just abandon it. You go back in. Um, for myself, I became very seriously ill. I couldn't, I couldn't catch a full breath. I couldn't function. Um, we weren't allowed to bring our cars downtown. So oh. everything was blocked mm-hmm. off. It was a military zone. There were no subways. There were no taxis. So I had to walk from the ferry uptown um, three miles, three and a half miles every day back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, it eventually got to a point where I couldn't do the walk anymore because I couldn't breathe anymore. So I hitch a ride with the UPS or FedEx guys that were going uptown so I could 
get back and forth to work. Um, I had rashes, um, for lack of a better term, that were huge lumps that would erupt on my skin. When they opened, it looked like I was burned. People thought I had burned myself. They would stick to my clothes so that I had to wear big sweatshirts and things because otherwise um, my skin would come off with my clothing. Um, I took so many steroids that they became countless. Steroids should be taken, oh, eight to ten days at a time. I took them for almost two years. I eventually turned yellow because my liver couldn't handle the steroids anymore. My eyes were blown out because my thyroid didn't function properly anymore. I had what looked to be no neck and a pumpkin head because I was so blown up from the steroids. Mm -hmm. I was about 35 pounds heavier than I am now. And for women out there, I was a size 8. I am now a size 2. So there's a really big difference in my weight from then until now. Mm -hmm. Um, More than anything, I was plagued by nightmares. I was an emotional and physical mess. Um, To go back in and out of that every day was draining spiritually. Mm -hmm. It just really wore down your soul. It was Mm -hmm. profoundly, deeply sad. And then you were sick on top of it. You weren't quite sure what was worse and what which one was exacerbating the other. Were you spiritually sick and that's what was making you physically sick? Or you were so physically sick that your mind couldn't accept it anymore. Um, For myself, I eventually became dependent on machines to breathe properly. I had to use nebulizers, air purifiers, oxygen. And for someone who was very active and full of energy, that was horrible. Mm. Um, I have a little girl, so it was really hard to watch my daughter play and go on without me. And I think for all of us, we felt that the world went on without us. Mm-hmm. Um, in many ways, they still have. Um, the stories are now coming to light of how sick people really are downtown. And not that we don't choose to move on. It's impossible to move on when you're constantly reminded of the disaster in that day by losing your health. Mm-hmm. You know, the, fu- the final blow to you, you lose your safety, you lose your security, you lose your job. But when you lose your health, that's all that you have left. Mm -hmm. And, of course, that's the most important thing that you have. You know, the people who died that day, of course, lost their lives. But for many people like us downtown, we weren't too far away from that. Mm -hmm. You know, for myself, I went to the emergency so many times I lost count. Um, The last time that I went to see my regular doctor um, was after an emergency room Mm -hmm. visit. He wouldn't come into the room. Um, He very loudly told the nurse, I don't know what to do for her. Tell her to make an appointment and come back another Mm -hmm. day. And I can tell you that he could hear me breathing 10 feet away. Oh, my goodness. It it was horrible because to me it sounded like a death rattle. That's how I was breathing. It was was frightening. It was terrifying to to breathe like that. Was that everyone's experience? Well, I'm sure it was I, Joe. You know, if I could tell you uh, that I was the drill instructor at the fire academy, worked in one of the most active firehouses in the history of the world for occupied structural work, and feeling great, in great condition, to hearing about people getting a cough, to wondering why people are getting sick, to becoming worse than all of them overnight. That's how fast it happened. It started with a cough. I didn't want to admit I had it. I went to a relatively small fire. 
I couldn't recover. I went home. I had what was an asthma attack and didn't know it at the time. I was hospitalized for a week. I was having multiple asthma attacks, somewhere in the range of 20 to 30 in two or three days. Scariest moments of your life, thinking you're not going to make it. And it's all due to the toxic exposure. There's just no doubt about it. We knew how bad it was, but what people don't realize is they think it was just that day when those towers came down or maybe when the fires were burning. But when we were down there months and months later finishing up the job with a month or two left to go, I personally remember discussing this with members of my unit that this is worse because it's finer. The excavation is finer. You could see it in the lights. You could see the metallic dust. It was even finer, which to me meant we're breathing this in even easier. It's traveling a further distance. More people are getting sick. We're not the only ones that are going to be sick mm -hmm. here, fellas. Now, and look, was that... That's absolutely has come true, and people are getting sick for the first time now, not just okay. the folks that got sick in clusters a year ago, and this is happening to healthy young men and women, firemen, rescue workers, getting sick for the first time now, three years later. I think there was some big article. Just came out, when was it, yesterday? Yeah, New York New Magazine. New York Magazine or something. We finally got something out three years later. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. in the New York Magazine. Now, was that your experience as well? Yes, Joe did, hit it did right you, Did head. Joe hit that? Um, when I would go back to the firehouse, the, uh -huh. guys, the guys, you know, didn't realize when I would breathe, it sounded like there was water in the top of my lungs. You'd hear, like that. That was mm -hmm. the noise that it made. Mm -hmm. And, uh... What, what, what my situation was is after I, I worked down at the pile, um, mm -hmm. I went to a, a small fire, as Joe did, and I lost my breath for the first time that it ever happened, uh, that I lost my breath while I was working. So um, they sent me to the hospital and then sent me to see the um, pulmonologist from the fire department, and uh, they were being bombarded with stuff, so usually they were just trying to manage it quick, but he didn't mm -hmm. like what he heard. So he sent me to NYU for a... Um, spiral CT scan and they located um, what they called an unidentified uh, growth and marking on my upper right lobe and I had lost a significant amount of uh, lung capacity but because I was in such good shape you know like Joe was mentioning mm -hmm. um, even though guys lost less lung capacity than I did they would fail their, their pulmon pulmonary mm -hmm. tests and be you know, thrown off the job and stuff mm -hmm. and um my my issue, I, I had skin rashes as well, as Amory had said, and uh, I had severe headaches um, until I was able to okay. do the program. It's, I've been two years completed now. I haven't had a headache since. We're going to talk about this. Now, uh, Doctor, let's, uh, let's hear from you because, you know, I, I would imagine that you've been, you know, uh, you've been watching this from uh, pretty early on. Tell us about this, what you've seen and what your job has been. What did you think when all of these folks started to call you and come here? Well, what what happened is um, when I first when I started working here, I was I started working here from the beginning, and as um, I, the, the the citizens, the fire workers, the paramedics, and um, people who lived in the area would come in. Um, most of them demonstrated shortness of breath. Um, they had um, chronic sinusitis. They had they demonstrated ir um, irritability. In, Insomnia, difficulty sleeping, uh, they had muscle weakness, muscle fatigue, um, they also experienced um, reflux disease. And What's that? Um, that's uh, where you get heartburn, and you know, people would come uh -huh. complain after they eat a meal, they would have heartburn. 
And How so, could you eat anything without this being all over it? You know, I mean, I'm having a, you, you know. Well, that's a common story that I would, as a physician, that when I interviewed the patients, um, you know, they worked them, they worked in the area. Not only did they work in the area, they ate in the area. Yeah. So when they would eat, you know, they'd have on all of their um, equipment, and they would bring all the dust into the into the restaurant, and you know, the dust would fly all over the food all over, you know, all in the air, everywhere. And it was just all over it. It was just everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it was very hard to escape um, re- um, breathing in these toxins. Okay. We're going uh, to talk more about this, uh, you know, a, a little bit. We're in this fabulous center. I want to tell everyone that, you know, before we came on the air, I had a tour. And for those of you that are like, I th- like Joe talked about, if you're out there thinking, I don't know, that this is, you know, some strange cult thing or something. I'm not sure what people say. I can tell you this. What happened for me is I showed up here. I walked into a facility, moderate-sized facility, and there were folks here just coming out of a sauna. Uh, I actually attempted to take one of the preliminary tests. That didn't work out real well, but that can be a whole nother show. Uh, and, you know, then, you know, proceeded to a room that had two uh, um, treadmills and two bicycles, because I want to give you a sense of what we're talking about. There were many people that lived here, that live here, have been living here, and there are many firefighters. And we're talking about a center that's in New York City, and this is the place that they can go to get relief. So, 1.2 million people. Yeah, 1.2. Okay. 1.2 million? 1.2 million. Affected. Good. Yes. All right. So we're in a center that has two treadmills, and thank goodness for this. But I don't want you to get the impression that we're, it, because it's New York, we're in this, you know, there are fitness centers that are ten times, times the size in the city. This is a place that has been built to uh, handle uh, the traffic of people coming through, and believe me, you can only do a few folks at a time here. It's not like you. It's not like thirty thousand people are going to walk up and get through this program. It is a. Uh, it's, the funding comes from uh, public and private uh, sectors, and, uh, and we're talking about two sauna rooms here. Uh, uh, we have a great staff here. People are provided with the vitamins that they need here, right, Doctor? Correct. Okay. We have uh, we have you here. Thank goodness. Thank you, Doctor McNeil. And we, uh, you know, have me. You know, I have personally taken a look at what one would consider to be a very moderate, small uh, size uh, uh, place. But, boy, what a powerhouse. The people that I'm talking to that have just finished their, what do you call it, session? Yeah, for the day. For the day. Yeah. They have the right language. Have just finished or coming out, and they're thankful, grateful. Um, and I've never seen such gratitude on the faces of people uh, in my life, really. Well, you're restoring their lives, so that's an amazing thing to do for somebody. In a place where you yeah, didn't have any hope. Did. Absolutely you understand no why I, I stick up for this program. It, you see it, you're seeing it for yourself. I had to come thing. here to see it. I, I had to come here to see it for myself. Yeah. You know, I'm, I was I grew up here. I was born in the Bronx, and All so right. you know, you know, it's something you can talk about. But there's something that actually you know had me come to see this. 
Um, I had, you know, I, I had no sense of it, but I knew of the amazing stories and the work that was happening here. And what I want to say is I want to honor the people, Keith, you know, your work here in providing the funding. And, of course, we all hear about Tom Cruise, of course, right, for this particular uh, center. But there are many, many people that so believe in restoring health and dignity to people. Because I don't know about you. You know, but when you have put a, put your life on the line and you come in every day and you be the best that you can be and you keep trying after your health has failed you, there's a level of dignity, you know, that, that leaves you in a sense. And what has happened in the faces that I have seen uh, today is that there's a new sense of hope, a new sense of laughter, the help, uh, you, you know, the, the folks, Anne-Marie, you look great. Joe, I don't know how you look, but I hear you look pretty fab. I look pretty good. You better believe He's hot. <laughs> he, he could definitely be in the FDNY calendar. Do you think no, so? He's busy. He's ripped. You know what Joe's doing right now? He's actually training. <laughs> yeah, Joe, 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 he runs a, a, a boxing gym. Oh, you do? And he's got yeah. a ton of kids calling him up constantly that he's been training, and he's boxing himself and training them. No kidding. Yes, he is. Yeah, you know what I got also... for my... Joe, you know what I got for my fifth birthday when I was five years old? What's that? My uncles gave me a pair of boxing gloves. You were the best gift you could have ever got. Don't you think? Joe, did she mention she's from the Bronx? Yes. I know. I, had, I love it. Let's take a short break, uh, Eric. When we come back, we have a fabulous information. I want to talk more about the process that uh, these folks have gone through so that we take the myth, you know, the, the, the untruth, out of what is going on here so you get some real information to know that this is not something that's foreign to most people this is something that each and every one of us can have and can do so stay tuned we'll be right back remember call in and you can get a copy of the book l ron hubbard's book clear body clear mind we have got tons of these from our friends at bridge we'll be right back Welcome back, everyone. We're doing a special show live from New York City, Fulton Street here. Loving it. Great place. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, got to ride the subway when you're here. Uh, we're talking about a situation which many of you have heard me mention before, and that is the health and welfare of the folks in New York City, the firefighters, the people that live here, especially the people that we're close to. Uh, you know, Ground Zero and the events. And uh, we have with us, tell, introduce yourselves. I want them to hear your voices. Go ahead, Joe. Um, I'm Joe Higgins, retired firefighter from Ladder Company 111. Anne-Marie Prince of a downtown business owner. April McNeil, MD. Sebastian Responti, New York City firefighter. There we go. Now, Joe, I know you've got to run, and I so appreciate that you took the time to join us today. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, my pleasure. Let's talk a little bit, you know, and you go first, Joe, about uh, the, the program and what that was like for you when you showed up here to get some help. Well, I remember when I first got contacted about the program, it was by Jim Woodworth. And, uh, you know, being a skeptical New Yorker, I was like, yeah, right, what are you going to do for me? I'm so sick, yeah, you're going to really help me out. But as he spoke, the characteristics of the program he spoke about, I believed in. Like, uh, I always used saunas and steam rooms at the rec center growing up. I always took vitamins. I always uh, tried to eat right, all kinds of stuff like that. And when he spoke about saunas and, and vitamin regimentation, he got my ear. 
And then when he spoke about, he can almost guarantee me that I'm going to have some kind of good benefit from doing this program. I was at a point in my life where I said, what do I got to lose? I believe in the characteristics of the program. Let's give it a shot. It sounds good and clean and probably something I needed to do a while ago. And I'll tell you the truth, man. I went in there so sick. Jim can hear me wheezing across the way. You know, it, it was really bad. You know, the nightmares were there. Everything was there. I mean, uh, try not sleeping for a month. That insomnia and that uh, and that uh, nagging uh, visions and, and things like that that just tear you, tear you down and you try to live a normal life. It's just a nightmare. And then not being able to breathe. You're trying to take care of your kids. You can see the look of concern on their face while you're looking like you're becoming a skeleton. You know what I mean? And... Uh, mm. Within two or three days, sitting in this hot box, taking vitamins, listening to what they wanted me to do, realizing that this clear mind, clear body is truly 100% holistic, uh, uh, is no religion involved. It, it just, it, I, I could feel my body getting better each day. Within three days, four days, I was sleeping six to seven, eight hours a night, where I couldn't even sleep more than 30 minutes at a time, maybe two hours tops a night. And I couldn't believe how much energy I was starting to get back and how my mind was starting to clear and how things that were really really irritating me were just visions that didn't bother me anymore you know you don't forget but the fact is it's not haunting me anymore all those characteristics came into play not just physically but mentally and i guess somewhere along 24 25 days i had the uh, the feeling that i didn't need to do it anymore and i walked away from that program feeling like i was shot out of a cannon unfortunately for me uh, they felt it would be dangerous for me to continue taking carcinogens, and I didn't think it was a good idea anyway. I went to over a thousand fires as a firefighter in New York City prior to 9-11. I spent a tremendous amount of time down there, so I'm thinking now in terms of how long do I want to live, you know? Uh, I have kids. I have a grandkid, you know? You have to think these things when you sit there taking toxins. We're talking about toxicologists before. I hear Marie speaking and, and folks talking about all of these so-called experts. Well, I'll tell you who the experts are. It's the guy that's crawling down the hallway for a living in deep smoke and toxic fumes. That's the guy who's the toxic expert. So during 9-11, we knew these things were toxic because it tasted like fires. It tasted like the stuff we've been doing all our careers. Even worse. It was worse than a thousand fires. And we knew it. And these guys came... And they got great success. They've completely helped me turn my life back around. And I'm not going to stop until this thing becomes accepted by a political society that's more biased than anything. It's like not liking your neighbor next door because he's a Jew. I can't stand that stuff. I grew up in an integrated town. I love people just for whoever they are. I can't stand folks. I can't stand bias. And it's alive and well. And that's the only reason why we haven't gotten to the point where this should be insured. This should be done this should be uh, uh, something where workmen's comp. You know, there's so much toxic exposure out there. The people that are taking more of it for a living should have the opportunity to cleanse from it. And uh, these guys are here, and we're here to stay, and nothing's stopping us. Well, I'm glad we were able to, you know, you know, hear from folks. Um, about what's going on in terms of, you know, taking you from, you know, uh, absolutely, you know, a place of inevitable death. I mean, the, the situation you described, Anne-Marie, with your skin falling off and whatnot, I'm not sure, you know, how long uh, you would have continued to, and you're Joe, and, you know, I mean. There's, there's I no mean, good ending if it keeps going that way. The ending is sad and, 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 and you die young. That's the ending. <laughs> right. That was obvious to us. You know, I mean, we can laugh about it now, but that was obvious to us, and it was obvious to 
the people that we work with, the people that we loved. And right. It was frightening, mm-hmm. really frightening. Well, let's talk, let's talk a little bit about now you show up here, you're not breathing, your skin's falling off, and we show up and we, we look Dr. McNeil. Well, I was really lucky. You uh, were lucky? I uh, had run into a friend of mine um, who works right here where the building was located, and uh, he said to me, look, Sebi, you're not, uh, you're not yourself. You know, he goes. I know everything that happened, uh-huh. goes, but you're looking, you're looking pretty bad. You, you know, you're not, you're, you're not the way you were, the, the Sebi that I know. Mm-hmm. He says, "There's these folks that are here that are trying to help the downtown community and the rescue workers that were exposed to toxins." He goes, "I'm not sure exactly what they're doing there, but please stop in and 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 talk to them, speak to them." Good. Um, I, I was kind of at my wits' end at that point. Um, you know, I, I thought that maybe if I tried to exercise, that that would shake me up and make me feel better. But as I tried to do that, I wasn't functioning properly. The headaches creep, creeped in. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the skin rashes. Uh, and and I, I had a cloud not only in my lungs but in my brain. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't realizing it. I wasn't able to function with, uh, within my relationships at home. Uh, I wasn't even able to have a, a, a phone call conversation. I would, I would, you know, people would have to like wake me up, say, "Hey, you still there?" And um, I came in, like Joe said, and I met with Jim Woodworth. And um, what happened was, is I was slightly skeptical at first because I thought, you know, what is? It? I, I kind of resigned myself to the fact I wasn't going to get better. And um, after the fourth day on the program, I had a a breakthrough, uh-huh. and I started feeling unbelievably better, and I got my first night's sleep slept through four days four days into the program mm-hmm. and i was on a program for about 23 24 days and uh i've just felt fantastic since and it's almost two years now mm-hmm. that i finished they send me every six months for a spiral ct mm-hmm. on my lung and it hasn't grown which is a good sign because if it got any bigger then they would have had to do surgery and that's what i want to say about this program because this is another thing that we don't talk about and dr mcneil i want you to chime in here um, we don't talk about the fact that you know we're not this is a this is a process process let me call it, this is no i'm going to call it a program this is a program that you come through because it's got like a beginning and then it's got an end you see what i'm saying it's you know the results so far have shown that you know when people have gone through here they are healthy. You see what I'm saying? You know, unless, of course, something has happened. But I forget the statistics. What is it that you, you somebody just showed me a piece of paper that showed like seven, you know, like. Yeah, some of the statistics are like when they come in the program, like they have mental health problems. They have poor concentration. Um, by the end of the program, 84% um, have their poor concentration has resolved. Uh, they also have uh, fatigue, irritability. And 82% of them also, um, of their symptoms have also resolved. Um, they also have symptoms of anxiety, depression, um, headaches, and greater than 80% of all their symptoms have resolved. And, and the amount of medication that they have to take has mm-hmm. also decreased or no longer needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, other symptoms that they have, they come in with um, sinusitis, cough, and 90% of those um, when they leave the program, the mm-hmm. sinusitis is uh, no longer there. Their cough, 80% is uh, no longer mm-hmm. there. Uh, they also have symptoms of uh, dry skin and rashes, which um, 70% of those uh, get completely better. Uh, they have uh, musculoskeletal problems where they have knee pain, joint pain, uh, muscle weakness, and 70% of those um, mm-hmm. improve. Um, 
And this is the program that's in the book. Yes. And this is the this is in Clear Body, Clear Mind. Eric, give out the phone number one more time. Let's see if we've got any folks out there who'd like a copy of the book. Questions for the doctor. Questions for the folks here today. Let's do it once and uh, see if we can get. All right. Let's do it. Four two five three seven three five five two seven. Our toll free hotline eight 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 two nine eight five five six nine. That's 888-298-KKNW. Love to have your questions, but we only have about 15 minutes, so call now. Right, and those of you that are used to sending emails into me, I'm not plugged in today. So, you know, I, 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 I should have told you that earlier, but I, I'm not online today. So uh, you're going to have to you're gonna have to dial in for the questions. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, you come in here, and you have to have some discipline when you come. Yes, um, the pro the program we follow um, L. Ron Hubbard's book Clear Body Clear Mind. Um, we when they first come in, um, the, this on a daily basis they come in and they receive niacin. And what happens is from the toxic exposures, these um, toxins have come into the system and they have now been stored into the uh, fat stores into the body in the body. Mm. So what the when when they first come in the program. The niacin, they're given a dose of niacin, and, and on a daily basis, their niacin increases incrementally. Mm-hmm. So um, what happens is the niacin releases the fats, the fatty acids that's been stored in the body, and mm-hmm. with the release of the fatty acids, the toxins are released into the bloodstream. No kidding. And so then the person goes to the exercise room, and we encourage them to get on a treadmill. We also have a bicycle. And what the purpose of this is to create circulation and to promote the niacin to circulate into the bloodstream faster. After they've done 20 minutes or so in the, on exercising on a treadmill, then they go into a sauna. Uh, sweating is the primary route of elimination for toxins. And um, our saunas are, range from... 140 degrees to 180 degrees. Mm-hmm. And so then the person sits in the sauna, and as the niacin is going through the circulation, is releasing fat and then in turn releasing toxins. And we're forcing them to sweat, and so the toxins come out. M- many of the toxins come out in sweat, but also toxins can come out through um, mucus, bowels, mm-hmm. urination, all, all routes. It comes out all routes. Okay. While they're on the program, everyone gets cold-pressed oils. And the purpose of the cold-pressed oils are as they're releasing toxins from the stored fat, mm-hmm. we're replacing the old fats with the new cold-pressed polyunsaturated fats. Give me an example of that. Like flaxseed oil. Um, we olive use, oil? Uh, we use olive oil. Mm-hmm. We, we use a blend. I see. But um, when we screen, Got it. we screen everybody to make sure they don't the have The good allergies. oils. Exactly, the good oils. The good oils. You know, the stuff that the good oils were supposed to, were allowed to have now. Yes. That we weren't allowed to have for two decades. All of a sudden now, my uncle's been saying, olive oil and garlic. What's the matter with you? You're not eating that. That's right. Exactly. Now we can have that. Thank yeah. you. Right. <laughs> yes. And then in addition to that, um, we also give them vitamins and minerals. Minerals mm-hmm. to um, help replace anything that's lost in the, in the sweat. And I want to say something. What we're talking about is not a process that is in an isolated process for the just the folks in New York. This is a process that any one of us can use and any one of us can do, and it's in this book. 
And if you want to know more about it, call in, get a copy of the book, say hello to the folks, and it's yours. And that's what I think Joe is trying to say. Um, this is, you know, I don't know what, what the religious business is that goes on in this None discussion. None of us do. I, I'm sure you don't. I mean, it's, none uh, of you have changed your religion, have you? No, it's oh. a totally, okay. totally secular program. And, yeah, okay. Uh, the thing was is that L. Ron Hubbard is the creator, of, right. the writer of Dianetics and the, uh, right. the founder of Scientology. Right. So the biased people out there who don't understand the benefits of it, you know, try to paint it with a broad brush and say, oh, this must be bad. Right. On a personal level. Well, I'm you, a, no I'm one Roman, made you change your religion. Well, no, but on a personal I'm a Roman Catholic and still am a Roman Catholic, but everybody that I've been involved with in the program has been so friendly and so helping. And this is. They're so happy see, here. I don't see any other groups. No. There's a <laughs> lot know, of love trying here. To help you all are so happy. But You're it wasn't wonderful. always that way. When we no, came no. in, we were down. Yeah. We were injured people. Yeah. Both physically and mentally. We were broken and, people. And you know, you gotta you gotta throw weights on me to keep me down. Now I, I'm very happy, laughing all the time, joking. I'm bothering Keith here as we're doing the interview. We like to annoy Keith. I like to, you know, it's just a. It's a good thing because I get the mind, like the book says, uh, and, and for me, I've experienced it. You know, I, after the fourth day, I grabbed that book and read it five times while I was in the sauna because I, pers- I felt better. I felt, you know, what it was saying. You know, mm-hmm. I lived it. Mm-hmm. So now it, it held the truth for me. And that's what it is personally for me. It's helped me unbelievably. And I'm back playing ice hockey. I, I'm laughing. My relationships have improved tenfold. Um, I, I, I'm enjoying my life every day. I would, I would just like to say that um, one of the, I also did the program myself. And when you finish the program, you know, in, in most of the, every patient comes and 100% says that their energy is increased, and that's a great. That's a great feeling when they come in and they're feeling down. They have no energy to make it through the day. And by the end of the program, they, they have more than enough energy to complete their day. Also, um, they they have um, they, their sleeping has improved. Their relationships have improved. So I'm just... Um, it's a great program. Mm-hmm. It's a great program. And for me, my mind was so clear when I finished the program. Is usually, like, I go through my day and I have all these things that I have to do, and I would try to put them in place. But after the program, it was just clear. Everything would come to me. I just knew exactly what order I was going to do things, and my mind just seemed like it was, I was just clear. And that's the end result that everybody, when they leave, they are clear and sparkly. I hear a lot from people that call in my listeners on, uh, how you know how life is very confusing there's that lack of clarity and that's what i've heard over and over again about this program you know that that's the other thing i want to mention because i was stunned this is something i did not know and i've interviewed i can't tell you you know like how many people i've interviewed already about this but i didn't know this you don't ask people to change their diets no you do ask them to eat more vegetables yes and like the story that i was right. told the other day that you had you know one of you, I don't know, Sebi, was it you? Somebody came in and said, you know, I'm eating more vegetables. I had mushrooms on my pizza. <laughs> right? Yes. Well, the one, like Dr. McNeil said in something that I experienced, not to sound uh, vulgar about it, but um, a lot of the toxins were uh, eliminated through your bowels mm-hmm. so to prevent, you know, being overly diuretic. I, I ate a lot of green leafy vegetables. Uh-huh. And uh, the one requirement is there's no alcoholic intake um, while on the program. And uh, that was a good thing because I really enjoyed my first glass of wine with dinner right after I finished the program, which was nice. So, mm-hmm. but that's it. Well, that makes total sense. Yeah. What, what's 
Yes. We we do have a caller. Let's so. do it. Okay, let's bring Ray on. Hi, Ray. Hi, how are you doing? Hi, Ray. Thank you. Thanks for joining the show today. You want to say hello to everybody? Hi, everybody. How are you doing? Hi. Hi. I was just curious about, um, you know, trying to clean my body up toxins and stuff. I've been under a lot of stress for about 10 years, and I've been taking a lot of um, antidepressants and stuff like that, and I'm weaning myself off that, and I find myself... I, my energy level quite low, and I'm a, starting to be a borderline diabetic. Uh, I'm not taking any insulin or anything, so I need to clean my system out, and it sounded like a pretty good way to do it. Um, I'll tell you, Ray, that as a patient of the program, I came in here on 16 medications. Um, I'm not quite sure what was making me sicker, the toxins or the medications that I took. And we were also all given antidepressants um, and today in the New York Times they came out um, FDA has said that there's a definite connection between suicides and antidepressants so one more reason not to, to pop medications to help yourself and this program is definitely a way to not only clean out the body but the mind and I'm not saying that people don't need medications sometimes all of us do but they need to be taken properly and in proper doses and and your lifestyle changes when you do this program. That's one of the incredible things that happens is that um, whether your mind clears up enough to realize that you need to take care of yourself, your, your body and your mind, or that's part of the program, that's exactly what happens. And most of us have found that whether we were taking medications to help us breathe or to chase away the nightmares or the serious depression we suffered, most of us take no medication whatsoever now, including myself. Hi, Ray. This is Sebastian. Uh, I'm a fireman here in New York City. And uh, I, I just wanted to, to add on to what Emery was saying. Um, I, I was on steroids as well. And the one thing that I wanted to bring up was, and, and the reason I was so felt so blessed to find a program, the, the drugs have side effects. And, and I don't know if you heard the, early on in the program, Emery described hers. Um, but obviously, you know the side effects of steroids. They, they've been, uh, you know, the data's been out there pretty much. I'm sure you're aware of it. But also the, the, the depression aspect. Um, you know, obviously, being in, in Washington, you saw what occurred a couple of years ago, and it was pretty overwhelming to see um, personally. And there were bouts of depression that, that I've had and colleagues of mine have had. And the one thing that I want to mention is is that any of those medications – they treat symptoms but don't treat the cause. And until I found a program and physically got myself better, which in turn made me feel stronger and clearer mentally, um, it, it treated the cause. So I'm, I'm so glad he took the time to call and find out about it because this is why we're, we're, we're giving our time to, to speak about this, is to help others who have a situation, whether you were there for 9-11 or you have your own situation with toxic intake or, or with, with issues. But... Speaking for myself, I feel unbelievably better, have uh, have uh, a better sense of myself mentally and spiritually and emotionally. So, you know, please well, please look into the. Okay, well, I'm glad. Well, from from a physician. Oh, yeah. oh, sorry. No, I'm sorry, Doc. Go ahead. From a physician's point of view, um, when if you when you do the program, um, studies have shown that if you actually have um, stop discontinue taking the antidepressants. Uh, before you do the program, 
um, the, the program works, works much better. Also, um, you, you are taking antidepressants and you're weaning yourself off? Yes. Yes. So, um, it then, so it would, you know, it's, it's, it's my advice that if you are doing a program or if like you get the book and you try to do it on you, it really requires close follow up. You know, especially with anyone that has taken any kind of any type of medication, really close requires close medical supervision, uh-huh. because once you start detoxifying, um, the medications are going to pour out of your system, and um, as they're coming out, you know, you're going to start experiencing the withdrawal effects. So, you right. know, it has to be mon- you have to be monitored very closely. Yeah, work with your doctor. Or- yep. Yeah, you, you must work, work with your doctor. All right. Thank you, Ray. Thank you, Eric. We're getting ready to wind down. I think we have a few minutes, right, Eric? Yeah, we have one more caller. Do you think we have time? We only have we about two and a half minutes. We must have a few minutes. minutes. Eric must be running back and forth. I can see him in the studio <laughs> running back and forth in, in the rooms. <laughs> uh, I don't know if Joe is still there. Are you still there, Joe? Actually, Joe nope. uh, left Okay, us. good. Well, thank you all for listening to the show today. Thank you all for joining thank in this so conversation today. Uh, thank you. This has been fabulous, and uh, we'll make sure that we continue to get this out. Uh, and thank you to all the folks in Washington right. who, who's helped out. Okay. Helped out. And there's something that I'd like to ask you that um, we do have a website. Yes. That is um, nydetox.org. Um, it is really important that this story gets out. There are tens of thousands, perhaps hundreds of thousands of people like Joe and Sebi and myself that are out there that are sick, that mm-hmm. are isolated, that need help. Mm-hmm. And we'd like you to know about this program and know that there are men and women that are waiting to come here that we do not have funding for mm-hmm. and if the people across America are listening to this there are people here that need your help and please go to the website educate yourself and if you feel so inclined please help out with this program and donations we would appreciate it thank we you. thank you so much for taking the time to be here thank you Eric how are we doing Well, Pat, we have uh, just about 60 seconds here. All right. 60 seconds. Say your last words. Thank you, folks in Washington. And uh, if you can, like Emery said, please uh, view the website and, and see for yourself. Clear body, clear mind, Dr. McNeil. All right. <laughs> and and our love and our thanks to all the people here at um, FaZe and the New York Rescue Workers Detox Project because without them we would not be here today. And we thank you very and much. Thank you, fabulous listeners. You are the best. And, yes, I'm, I am coming back. I did get a call. You were wondering if I was ever going to come back. I will be back uh, there tomorrow. You have Halima with you. I'll be back there Thursday. Love you all. Have a great, great day. Thank you all for joining the show. You're the best. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you, Keith. Fabulous program. And uh, we'll hear more about this in the future. Have a great day. Views expressed on the preceding program are those of the host, guest, and callers, and not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is your alternative talk station, AM 1150, KKNW, Seattle.